Thanks for listening to the Journey Christian Church podcast. We're on a mission to make disciples who love God, love people, and serve the world. Our prayer is that this message encourages you today. And remember, Journey is a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and through Jesus, anything is possible. We are in this series called Signs of Christmas, and we're leading up to Christmas Eve. And I want to encourage you, if you don't have any Christmas Eve plans, maybe your neighbors, coworkers, maybe they don't have any plans, I want to invite you. We have seven services on Christmas Eve. would love for you to be able to, to join us as we come together to just lift up the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. And not only uh, here at Apopka, Lake County, also we'll have it online. And so anywhere you're at, maybe you're visiting family, there'll be a service time geared for you. And so we're excited about Christmas Eve and wanna invite you to be praying for that for our team and our staff as they continue to get ready for that as well. And, and I don't know about you, we've said this before up here, but I love Christmas. Pastor John loves Christmas. And I don't just love it for the nostalgia, which is that and alone is just exciting, but I love it for its theology, and just a little backtrack on the theology of Christmas is from the very beginning of creation, God spoke and led the people. And he did that generation after generation. And then there was some silence, about 400 years to be exact. There were no prophets that God was speaking through. God wasn't, as we can understand, speaking himself. And so there was silence. And what the world was looking and searching for was not only God, but a Messiah that has already been prophesied. And then Jesus is born. And, and it's this, this anticipation that we get to celebrate and we get excited and we get this joy because we've been looking for a Messiah ourselves, And that's why I can relate to this video that went viral this past week. Check this out. I can relate to that girl. That's what the world, the world's been searching and looking for the father. And then the Christmas story is, is when we lock eyes with the Messiah. And our only response is to just immediately well up with joy, with excitement, because we see the father, the Messiah has come. And our only response is not just joy, but worship. And I don't know if you saw that, but it went viral and a Appropriately so, because that is a precious, precious scene right there. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to unpack uh, Luke chapter one. And there are four gospels in the Bible. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are four different uh, accounts of, of these people uh, watching and kind of uh, writing down their, taking their notes of Jesus four gospels. We're going to look at Luke chapter one. And Luke is the most detailed of the Christmas story out of all four of the gospels. As a matter of fact, in Luke 1, 3, it says this, with this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you. You see, Luke was a physician, which meant he appreciated and leaned into both science and details. And, and even though he was detail-oriented, even though that he was uh, all about science, he leaned into science, he talks about the Holy Spirit more than any other of the gospels. And sometimes people want to pit 
science and faith against each other. And I don't think it's science versus faith. I actually think the tension's more faith versus doubt. And that's what I wanna talk a little bit about today because we're gonna talk a little bit further about through Jesus, anything's possible. And if that's the case, then we need to have some faith. And some people think that faith is just for people that believe in God. But I wanna, I wanna just throw at you that faith is actually for everybody not just for people that believe in God. And, and I think that atheists actually have faith. And, and I'll say this, Glenn Shriver, he says it beautifully. He says, Christians believe in the, bir- the virgin birth of Jesus. Atheists believe in the virgin birth of the universe. Choose your miracle. Now, listen, if you're an atheist, you're watching, you're listening, this is not a knock or a slam on you at all. So don't, don't hear that. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're checking out this Jesus guy. So excited about that. This is not a knock. You see, for us as Christians, as believers, we have to take a leap of faith to believe in the virgin birth. And there are some people that say that uh, science proves how creation was formed and it's not. That's why they call them theories. They're not proof, they are theories. If they weren't theories, you could be able to prove them because what they say in all this, their best guess on how creation was created, if you take out God, it started with a dust molecule that over billions of years evolved into what we have today. And the question that they have to answer is, well, where did that dust molecule come from? You have to have a leap of faith to say it just was always there. And that's okay. That's their argument. But don't tell me it's science, it's faith. And so there's faith no matter where you're at. The question is, Which faith are you choosing today? Which miracle are you believing and leaning in and depending your life on today? Because to believe that anything's possible, you gotta have faith. If you have your Bible, you can open up to Luke chapter one. A lot of us, when we hear the Christmas story, we we lean into Mary and Joseph. And so you're like, all right, give us Mary and Joseph. Let's hear about the parents of Jesus. But before we get to Mary and Joseph, there's a different set of parents I wanna focus on today. And that's Zachariah. And Elizabeth, Luke 1, 7 says this, they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Listen, if you wanna have some fun and have a little icebreaker this Christmas, just ask a kid this Christmas, hey, what do you think old is? <laughs> now, listen, you gotta be secure enough to handle the, the answer because they're gonna tell you what old is. They'll be like 16, Then an angel named Gabriel appears to Zechariah, says this, do not be afraid, Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Pause there. I I read that and I thought about this. What if God answered all the prayers that I prayed? Would I have anything to show for it? What if God answered all the prayers you prayed? What would you have to show for it? Some of us, it may be nothing because we haven't prayed for anything, but Zachariah has been praying for a son and it says, hey, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you're to call him John. What's his name? John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. So here in this passage, we see that God has given him favor. And then Gabriel goes on and gives him his job description. And this is John the Baptist, which his whole job description was to prepare the way for Jesus. That was his job description. And Gabriel kind of lays that out. And then it picks up in verse 18. It says, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. Now, listen, if you are married, I want you to take notes of this. This is so beautiful what he just did. Okay, listen what he did. He said, I'm an old man. The Bible already said that she was old too, but that's not what he says. She's well along in her years. 
I promise you, they've been married a long time. If he's, I'm an old man, but she's just well along in her years. You see, earlier we see God's favor and now we see man's doubts. And I don't know if you've ever been in the shoes where you've actually been suspicious about the miracles you're praying for. You ever been there? You're praying for God to answer your prayers. Come on, God, God, would you do this? And then he does it. And instead of being joyful, instead of leaning in, instead of praising God, you're actually suspicious. You're, you're doubting the favor of God in your life. Put this down. Your response to God's favor can determine your future. You see, because what Gabriel does is he says, because you've doubted, you'll be silenced until your son is born. That's a long time. Don't be suspicious of the miracles you've been praying for. God wants to give you favor. Maybe you're a student and you're like, God, I just wanna get into a college. I wanna get into a college. And then God gives you two or three options and he blesses you. That is the favor of God. And instead of rejoicing about that, you end up taking it on like a curse and you all of a sudden get filled with anxiety and stress because you don't know which one to pick. Same thing, maybe you got a couple different job opportunities. God has given you favor. Instead of you receiving it as favor, you turn it into a curse. And now it's creating anxiety. Don't be suspicious about the miracles God is doing in your life. Six months into the pregnancy, God sends same angel, Gabriel, to Mary, says this. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Call him what? Jesus. He'll be great and be called the son of the most high. See, Mary and Elizabeth were friends and after some time this takes place, Mary just runs over to Elizabeth and says this. Like, I want you to imagine this scene. Like Mary just hears all this, goes to Elizabeth, like, Elizabeth, you're never gonna believe what happened. And then she unpacks it all. And Elizabeth's just kind of like not even entertained because she's already been there, done that, right? Elizabeth's like, shut the front door. Are you kidding? Like same thing happened to me. Like, oh my goodness. And so they have these two things going on. And then it says this in Luke 1, I love this. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, just the greeting, the baby in her leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love that. And then after some time, John is born. And as soon as John is born, the dad, Zachariah, can speak. This is what I believe. This is just my own commentary. I believe that the baby, the, a baby boy born to John was John's answered prayer. I also think that maybe nine, 10 months of silence may have been Elizabeth's answered prayers. <laughs> like women, can you imagine this? Like imagine your man being forced to listen for 10 months. Like I, I can't imagine the bliss in their marriage. I mean, that just, like, that's just, I'm, I'm, wor I'm working on listening myself. So I'm like, man, this is impressive. And then shortly after that, Jesus is born and the world has never been the same. You see, the Christmas story is full of miracles. Zachariah struck to become a mute. Angels appeared to multiple people in their dreams. Prophecies were given and fulfilled. There was a virgin birth, a star led people to Jesus. This is the point. Our God is a God of miracles, both then and now. And he does it mainly two, through, two, uh, two different ways. One is God brings something from nothing. The other way is he brings dead things to life. Let me ask you, which of the two do you need today? Do you need God to create something out of nothing or do you need him to revive something that you think is dead? Maybe it's your marriage. 
You think it's dead and God just wants to breathe health into your marriage. Maybe you're thinking, man, I want God to free me from my addiction or maybe you need to be freed from your fears, worries, or anxiety. Or maybe you, have a, a, you just long to be sexually pure and you're thinking, man, there's no way this list of things can ever be done. You don't understand how long I've struggled with this. You don't understand how deep the marriage struggles are. You just don't understand. And I think God's in heaven. And I think he's got his arms crossed and I think he smiles. And I think he says this. I think he says, through Jesus, anything's possible. Through Jesus, anything is possible. We're in this series where we're looking at these signs, signs of Christmas. First one's everyone's welcome. Second one's nobody's perfect. And then today, through Jesus, anything's possible. That's the, that's the hope of Christmas. Now, here's the deal. A lot of times we do this. We say through blank, anything's possible. We say through blank anything. So if I were to tell you anything's possible, most of you as humans, especially as Americans, you would say, yeah, anything is possible. Like, man, if I, if I have enough grit, anything's possible. If I have enough hard work, anything's possible. If I study enough, anything's possible. If I invest in the right investments, anything's possible. And God's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. It's through Jesus, anything's possible. It's not through self-help books. It's not through discipline. Those are all good, but it's through Jesus, his son, that anything's possible. I've been watching the World Cup and one of the key uh, advertisers is Adidas. And their theme along the, the, the soccer field, the entire uh, tournament says, impossible is nothing. And, and what they're getting at is like, listen, hey, if you wear our clothes, if you have our cleats, if, if you bind us, you could accomplish the impossible. Or if you just work hard, or if you know how to grind, you can do anything you want. And that sounds good. That's like good fortune uh, cookie type stuff, but it's not real. It's only through Jesus Amen. that anything's possible. And so I need to ask you, where have you placed your hope? Is it in you? Is it in a stock or is it in Jesus? And you might be thinking, man, there's just, there's just no way. And I'll tell you this, this is what I know. When you're following the right person, anything's possible. That's why I like this. Check this out. David Brown, the reigning world champion, goes in lane three alongside Jerome Avery, former international sprinter for the United States. I ran with him our first practice. Coach immediately said, you're going to run with him after me. And, you know, the rest has been history. Here you go, drive, 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 drive. Stay in tight. Running with Jerome, I don't have to worry about going out too far. All I have to focus on is just listening to him. Get up, nice. Arm action should be exact. We should be hitting the ground at the same time. This time, they're wide. Brown gets away very, very well in Can you see his run? We're like one person. It should look like one person running. That tracking side on camera is magic to watch because it just shows that they're running almost like one person. Isn't that cool? I think that's what it looks like for you and I to walk with Jesus. He said, all I have to do is focus on listening to him. When you see us running, it should look like one person running. So how do we embrace this idea that through Jesus is impossible? We listen to the guy that can see all things. And we just get in step and step with him. And when you do that, all things are possible. 
this past week. We had food for life. And one of our volunteers, Al Hoover, he, he showed up and, and around the holidays, the, the, the need for supplies always goes up. We, we see a lot more families around the holidays, uh, but we're receiving the same amount of goods. And so Al goes to Publix to pick up the donuts like he normally does. And, and as he's doing that processing, like, you know, we're probably not gonna have enough because the amount of people are gonna be uh, a lot higher. And wouldn't you know that through God's divine intervention, you know who pulls up right next to Al? Krispy Kreme donuts. And because God has called Christians not to be bystanders, but to be leaders, Al, overwhelmed by the need of the community, strikes up a conversation. What you doing with all them donuts? <laughs> At least that's how I heard it in my head. Al had never met this vendor and they start talking and Al tells the vendor what they're doing with all the donuts. And the vendor says, why don't you pull your truck around? Al pulls the truck around and they give him box after box, after box, to be able to serve the people in the community. How does that happen? Because through Jesus, anything's possible. There's another woman that showed up at Food for Life. You know, it makes sense that people that show up to Food for Life, you know what they would show up for is for food. But I was told this woman shows up month after month, but doesn't take any food because she's not there for food. You see, one of the cool parts, there's so many different things to Food for Life, but one of the things that happens is they get prayed over. And she doesn't come for physical food, she comes for spiritual food. She's been struggling with cancer and she comes every month to get prayed over. Why would she do that? Because she knows through Jesus, anything's possible. You see, there's a tension, not between science and faith, but faith and doubt. And some of you are like, man, I get that God can do that maybe in your life, but I don't know about my life. Like I hear about these miracles and I don't get uh, excited. I don't just automatically believe I'm actually more of a skeptic and I don't know what to do with my skepticism. And I'll just say this, be honest and take them to God. God is big enough to listen to your questions, your doubts, and your fears. God invites you to have those conversations with, that's why I love Mark 9. In Mark 9, there's this father and son and the son needs to be healed. And the father, knowing who the healer is, goes to Jesus and says this. He says, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Maybe that's you here today. You feel like that father. Listen, I think many of us feel like that from one time or another. God, I believe, but help me today in my unbelief. I woke up on the wrong side of the spiritual bed. Help me to believe that you are a God of miracles. And this is one of the things that helps uh, drown out your doubts is when you can remember God's past faithfulness. Forgetting past favor can lead to future doubt. Forgetting past failure can lead to future doubt. That's why, that's why we wanna to get together. That's one of the reasons why the Hebrews says, continue to gather and remind each other of God's faithfulness, of his goodness, because it spurs each other on to more and more faith. Through Jesus, anything's possible. But listen, it's not because of the manger. I mean, that's great, but not anything's possible because of the manger. It's because of the cross. And we celebrate the manger, just like that little girl, because it's us seeing the father. It's us seeing God for the first time. And we know those are his first steps toward the cross.
You see, the death, burial, and resurrection means God brings dead things to life. Not just his son, but you and me. As a matter of fact, we have a volunteer in Journey Kids that she experienced some miracles in her own life. Her name's Sarah. This is her story. Check this out. Hi, my name is Sarah Smith, and I have been coming to Journey Christian Church for three and a half years. Um, I knew before Easter in 2019 that I was supposed to be going back to church. I had been a follower in my teens, and um, I ran from God for 20 years. And um, so I just Googled a church that I can wear jeans and t-shirts to in a popka. And um, Journey was the first church that came up. Me and my family came that Easter in 2019. I, I said the prayer that day in 2019, and I asked Jesus back into my heart. And it was um, kind of a rocky start because I wasn't brave enough to go up front. So it took a while for me to believe it, to believe that he wanted me back. Background to that is like, I was drinking alcohol every day for at least five years. Um, it was the first thought in my head in the morning, and it was the last thought in my head at night. And most of the time, as the room was spinning, and I'm going to bed, I'm asking God, can you please break me free of this? Because I can't break free of this. Mm. So I'm reading my Bible. One evening, I read where Jesus said, um, you are not to get drunk. And everything changed in that moment. Um, I had about a week where I thought about it and I wanted to, but I knew I could never go back. I knew that I was set free, that these chains of addiction that I had been tied by and shackled to for years were broken. I, I've not gotten drunk since that moment. Um, I've not sought alcohol, I've not craved it. And um, the coolest thing is like, this was for a purpose that I can help other people. And that's the great thing about following God is that no matter what you've been through or what terrible thing you've done, if you give it to Him, if you give Him your injury and your pain, He will use it for something beautiful. And I've seen that time and time again in my life and other people's lives. And I was able to come in and start serving and start making friends. And uh, all I can say is that because of what I've seen happen in my life, um, that there is absolute joy in being obedient to God. And that the peace that comes with trusting Him, the peace that grows like a wildfire, the more you trust him is unexplainable. And I know because I tried so long to do it on my own, I know that my life story in these last three years are just proof that with Jesus, anything is possible. 
And not just for me, for anybody who believes, anybody who calls him Lord, anybody who calls him Savior. room is full of two different kinds of people everybody listening in Lake County two different kinds of people those that are shaking their head I know what she's talking about God did that in me and then those either questioning or wondering is that real like there was something else to that it wasn't just Jesus because they've never experienced that and if you're the latter I'm telling you through Jesus anything's possible. It's not a fad. It's not just some thing that's going around in this generation or this area of Central Florida. It's been happening for centuries. Lives have been changed dramatically and in dramatic ways because of the name of Jesus. One thing Sarah mentions we didn't have time to show it. Just real powerful too. She's a nurse. Do the timeline on when God prompted her to come back to church. It was right before COVID. And this is what she said. She said, Dustin, there's no way I would have survived COVID with my drinking. Being a nurse was the hardest three years because of COVID. I would have been so dependent on that. There's no way I would have survived. You see, it's not just God's miracles, it's God's timing. And now she was the healthiest she's ever been, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so that she can go out and serve. And I tell you, she's one of the brightest stars we have in Journey Kids, absolutely love her. Yeah, so cool. And maybe you're new, and, and the thing that Pastor John and I say to each other a lot is why we love Journey is, if, if your news stories like that just happen all the time. There's so many stories of life change going on. But don't leave here thinking that God can't change your life. Don't leave here. You might even be a Christian and you're thinking, man, there's no way you don't understand how much I've messed up. And I'll say, listen, cling to hope. Don't lose hope. That's what the whole point of the manger is. It's the birth of hope. Don't lose the hope in what God can and desires to do in and through you. Because it's not just in you, it's through you. God didn't just want to do a miracle in Sarah's life. He wanted to do a miracle through Sarah's life. You see, it's not just about you. It's about what God wants to do through the world, through you. Would you just let him? Just let him. Did you hear the peace she talked about? Some of you are up all night trying to solve your problems with worry, work. And she's just got so much peace. And let me just tell you, I know enough about her story to know God's not done. I think he's just getting started. I love it. So Elizabeth and Zachariah had a son named John. Who, who named their son John? Do you remember? Who named their son John? God. This is what it means. John means the Lord is gracious. Joseph and Mary had Jesus. Who named Jesus? God, right? Jesus means the Lord 
saves. So you take John and Jesus, and really this is what it's saying. God acts graciously and saves his people. That's the whole idea of Christmas. He acts graciously and he saves his people. Listen, not past tense, current and future. What does God need to save you from? I know what he wants to save you for. Where is it that you're asking God, would you do a miracle in my life? And my prayer is this, if you're not already asking God for a miracle, would you start today? Because I believe, I believe God wants to do a miracle in and through you. Let me pray for you. So Heavenly Father God, would you forgive me? Would you, would you forgive my friends? It seems like no matter how many times you show up in our life, no matter how many times you show out, no, no matter how many times we hear stories like Sarah, we still doubt that you could do that in our own lives. And it's crazy. Miracle after miracle after miracle, and yet we still often doubt. Would you give us the faith, God? Help us to remember the hope of not just the manger, but the cross of an empty tomb. And so God, I pray with that person that's in here, they're wrestling with an addiction. They're, they're wrestling with a, a, a broken relationship or they're wrestling with heartache. And they've been doing it for weeks, months, maybe years or decades on their own, like Sarah said. And today's the day that they throw up their hands and surrender and say, you know what? I can't do it anymore. But you can because through Jesus, anything's possible. Through you, the reason it's through you is so that you get the glory and we're gonna give you the glory. For every life that's changed today and from here on out, you get the glory. Nobody else and nothing else. We're gonna lift up the name and the fame of Jesus. God, would you take our collection of prayers and would you hear them? you answer them this Christmas season. It's in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you like this podcast, we post a new message every week. So make sure to click that follow button and share it with your friends. Remember, Journey is a place where everybody's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And through Jesus, anything is possible.